0: BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place.
1: BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank, be bold, venture wisely.
0: Hi there, I'm Randa Adifatah from ThruLine. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Bolaños in San Francisco. Friends and family of Tyree Nichols, the former Sacramento resident who was beaten and killed by Memphis police officers, held a candlelight vigil in his honor last night. Cap Radio's race and equity reporter Sarah Mises-Tan has more. 29-year-old Tyree Nichols will be remembered as an avid skateboarder who could make anyone laugh. A vigil to remember his legacy was held at his favorite skate park in North Natomas, where dozens of his friends and family members turned out to say prayers and remember him as a father and role model. Youth activist Barry Axias says he hopes Nichols will be remembered not for the way he was killed, but for the life he lived. The person that we saw be brutally murdered um, by police was not who he was. Who he was was a bright, free-spirited young man that loved skateboarding, that, that loved living, that was a, a generally good young man that didn't deserve a merciless, gang-banging kind of um, killing by law enforcement. Axias says he and others will continue to call for stronger police reforms nationwide. For The California Report, I'm Sarah Mises-Tan in Sacramento. Two weeks after a teen mother, her 10-month-old child, and four others were murdered in a home in Goshen in the Central Valley, no suspects have been taken into custody. Speaking for the first time since the day after the January 16th shooting, Tulare County Sheriff Mike Boudreau would not identify a motive or if anyone at the home was specifically targeted but he did say investigators do believe the killings were gang-related and that they're close to making an arrest. All six of the victims died from gunshot wounds. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.
1: Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED podcast too at donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast.
0: A new study out of Stanford University finds climate warming will likely reach a critical threshold in the early 2030s. KQED climate reporter Ezra David Romero explains.
2: Using artificial intelligence, Stanford professor Noah Diffenbaugh predicts by the mid-2030s the globe will be 1.5 degrees Celsius warmer compared to pre-industrial levels. We know that intense hot events, intense wet events are likely to increase in a world with 1.5 degrees of warming. He suggests we could reach 2 degrees warmer by the mid-century, which means failing to achieve the goal of the UN-Paris Climate Agreement. But he says that can still be avoided. Diffenbaugh says using AI decreases the uncertainty of wide-ranging warming scenarios. But he notes that his approach has limitations, and artificial intelligence can go sideways.
0: That was KQED climate reporter Ezra David Romero. Cold temperatures are forecast through Wednesday, prompting the National Weather Service to issue frost advisories and freeze warnings for parts of the Bay Area and the Central Valley. The low temperatures could be dangerous for the unsheltered and add to high utility bills for housed Californians. Natural gas and electricity prices are both up sharply compared to last year. KPBS reporter Eric Anderson in San Diego finds there is plenty of financial pain to go around.
1: Michelle Bales has lived just east of downtown San Diego in the same South Park apartment for nearly 20 years.
2: It's cozy. It's warm. I really like it.
1: But her 650 square foot home has been anything but warm recently as Bales braces for a big San Diego gas and electric bill. She's already changing her daily routines.
2: I try not to use the gas heater. Um, I obviously have to cook. I try not to turn on all the lights. Sometimes I'll sit here at night with candles and just the TV, just to not rack up the fees.
1: Bales spent half of the past month house-sitting elsewhere, and her January bill still topped $100. She only paid about $60 in November. Bales is able to make on-time payments, but many San Diego gas and electric customers are not. We have about 3.7 million customers. Of that, approximately 341,000, or 25%, are at some level behind on their bill. San Diego Gas and Electric's Anthony Wagner says delinquencies are counted as people who are at least 30 days behind in their bills. Most are more than 60 days late. It's a surprisingly large number. Five years ago, the numbers are more like 10 15% that were behind. Mark Wolf is the director of the National Energy Assistance Directors Association. 25% clearly suggests that the cost of home energy is becoming unaffordable for many families. And the programs we have in place are not sufficient to help them pay these bills. In fact, about a third of San Diego Gas and Electric customers are already enrolled in a rate assistance program. The two biggest are the California Alternative Rates for Energy and the Family Electric Rate Assistance Program. Both offer rate reductions based on family income. But San Diego Gas and Electric still has about $200 million in delinquent customer debt. And the dilemma here is that utilities go to the front of the line because they can shut you off for power, lose access to internet, access to air conditioning or heating. And so it places a very significant burden on families. Power shutoffs haven't happened in SDG&E's service area since March of 2020, but the statewide COVID prohibition on disconnections expired in 2021. SDG&E hasn't cut off power for overdue bills since 2020, but company spokesman Anthony Wagner says that will likely change this year. He says the utility needs to start collecting that $200 million from customers with past due bills. He's also quick to say that customers who are struggling have options. As long as you're in communication with us and you have a strategy uh, with the utility on how to pay off your arrearage, you're not going to get yourself disconnected, but you have to be in communication with us. Wagner says the astronomically high gas bills should begin falling when temperatures climb, demand fades, and gas rates are reset. If San Diego Gas and Electric can't collect an outstanding debt, the utility will roll that debt into electricity and natural gas rates. That raises utility prices and keeps pressure on customers who are already struggling. For the California Report, I'm Eric Anderson in San Diego.
0: And that's the California Report for Tuesday, January 31st. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from the James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at irvine.org. Guideline. Their automated 401k plans can be set up in 20 minutes. More at guideline.com slash CA. Guideline, the California way to 401k. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better, on the web at schmidtfutures.com.